This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Before I get into this interview with the one and only Don Fawcett, I do want to invite you to an opportunity in which you can hit that subscribe button and never miss another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch. This is a great interview to anyone who's looking to actually gain influence and turn their pains into profit. It's not easy being a speaker, and it's not easy because sometimes you believe that it's not possible, but it is possible. It's possible for you to become an incredible speaker. I believe in you, and you need to know that. I am a champion of yours, so if you listen to this interview and you have a little just inkling of truth that flows through you that you say to yourself gosh i gotta get out there and tell my story please don't miss an opportunity to find me on facebook message me and i just want to give you that one place to go to find me on facebook my link is in the show notes easy peasy lemon squeezy (laughs) um just go there I'd love to help you out with getting on podcast too. If you're looking for more visibility and you are a coach, a speaker, or a small business owner, being on a podcast will build your audience and build a like, trust, relationship with the people that you do business with. Because people love to learn from people that they are in trustworthiness with, that they like. So, guys, enjoy this interview with Sound Talk. So, my curiosity question for you is, are you letting your mind get in the way of what you want inside your heart? Okay, let me set the tone. I think that you need to stop putting your life on hold for other people. It's time to stand up for yourself, to stand up for your dreams and in your heart. Stop putting yourself in last place and please know you deserve a good life. You deserve to be happy. 
Why are you spending so much time focusing on the negative people in life? Why are you spending so much time focusing your efforts on how to make other people happy instead of yourself? It's time to step up to the plate and be selfish. If any of this resonates with you, then you're in for a treat because my guests and I are going to break down on how you can start honoring yourself and scratching your own itch. My guest is Dom Fawcett, and he's a leadership expert, executive coach, and author of Dom Fawcett Has Been to Hell and Back. Oh, actually, that's not the actual book that he's been written of, but he's the author of a book <laughs> called Hell and Back. Um, but Dom is a military veteran and prior police officer with 10 years of corporate leadership experience. Dom is the CEO of Think React Lead. Think React Lead is a company dedicated to pushing people past their limiting beliefs by bridging the gap between their mind and their heart for increased success. And maybe you're thinking, oh, right now, like, Wow, there's so many people out there that are trying to help me bridge the gap. And I know what it's like to be in that place where maybe you are down and out. And help just keeps coming at the door. But the type of help that people keep giving isn't the type of help that you want until now. So please give a huge warm welcome to the one and only Tom Fawcett. Awesome, man. Wonderful intro. I greatly appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Dude, I um I really like what you what you do. I love your story, which I want to get into right away. Um, because honestly, like uh, the mission of the show is to make people feel less alone, but to also uh, scratch your own itch, which which has been been given multiple definitions. But to me, it's by solving a problem that you have with yourself, and by doing so, you start doing it for other people. Because that's the only no only way we really know how to do it. Like our greatest weakness becomes our greatest strength in the end. So how did you get to where you are today by scratching your own itch? No, it was a journey, brother. It was understanding who I wasn't for me to really start the path to to who, who I am. And it all started probably when I was in the military. I got out of, I joined the military to be a uh, pararescue or PJ, as it might be called, or combat controller. Some of people have heard of, heard of that. But I, I ended up failing a swim test by seven seconds. And that just crushed my, my confidence. I spent, you know, I did my time in the military. I got out. Then after that, I became a cop. But I, I became a cop because it just, every, growing up, everybody said, oh, Don, you'd be a good cop. You'd be good in the military. There, there, there weren't high expectations for me, and I don't blame my parents. I'm the firstborn. The firstborn is always a practice kid. And I became a cop because that's what I felt I needed to do. And I just wanted to give back to society. And then, you know, we grow up watching these shows, SWAT. And I mean, there's a, a multitude of, of cop shows out there. And I just figured this would be cool. I get to carry a gun again and I get to engage. Well, after some, some time as a, a, a cop, you just, Things get real dark real quick, right? You don't get the opportunity to help the old lady across the street. Everywhere you go, nobody wants you there. Um, you know, you get spit on by people that have AIDS and, it's, you know, you get stabbed or shot at. Some cops get shot. And it's just, it, it, it changes who you are over time, but you don't recognize it. 
and uh, you go from being like a happy, eh, at least a decently happy individual, uh, sometimes optimistic to a 0% optimistic individual. And you just look at the world through these dark, grim, evil lenses. And I got to a point where I was put in a position to uh, take somebody out. And a Glock 19, which was my service weapon, has about a five-pound trigger pull. And I just based off my experience, I was about two and a half pounds of pull into this weapon. And I realized, you know, I, I, I can't kill this guy. And the only reason why I didn't kill him was because he was his sons were standing behind him. The oldest was seven. And as I'm looking at this, this, this male, uh, a lot larger than I am, I, I just see hurt in his eyes. But what I saw in his eyes was just a reflection of myself. And having been fortunate enough to learn how to fight just enough to, you know, keep me alive, I holstered my weapon and, and, and we engaged hand to hand and I didn't get stabbed, but I was at a point prior to that where I was serving warrants without a bulletproof vest just because I wanted to be taken out. I, I was tired of hurting. I was tired of, and, and I, at this point, I had blamed a lot of people for my failures in life. Uh, hindsight, they weren't really failures. It brought me to where I'm, I'm, I'm at now, but during in that that moment or during that that moment if you will i i decided you know what i the next time this happens i'm gonna take the guy out like all the stars were aligned appropriately for me not to kill this guy so i i put my two weeks notice in but i i truly feel the journey started there because most most first responders spend their life dreaming of becoming you know, whether it's EMT, whether it's a firefighter, whether it's a cop, it, that's just something that we want to do. And, and when we get a chance to put on that, that badge, we're nothing really prepares you. I don't care what they say in the academy. Nothing prepares you for that kind of life. But when I left, the damage had already been done. I was already dark. And, and, and I remember coming home and my mom just looked at me and she just said, I like, I don't, I, you're, you look evil. Like what, what happened to Dominic, the, the, the son of mine? And I, I just had a lot of recovery to do. And, and that's where the PTSD comes into play and the nightmares. I remember when I, my, my first couple months here, I, I had a, a, a decent apartment, but I would always sleep in the closet. I sleep on the floor in the closet with the door closed with my Glock next to me, my Glock 26. And I, I lived like that for, for some time because that, that environment I can control, right? Going to sleep, I felt if I heard the doorknob move, I can shoot because nobody's supposed to be in the house. But in a in a, a larger environment, and when I say larger, I'm only talking like 600 square feet condo, not condo, a, a studio. But I, I just felt naked. I didn't feel at peace, but I still had to put on this fake face when I was going to work and trying to find a job and doing all these things. And now we, we I'm not going to fast forward, but we fast forward to today. And I've, I've done 14 plus years in the corporate space. And I've landed some pretty good, good gigs. I made some pretty solid career moves. But I realized the more I shared my story, I wasn't the only one that was dealing with something. But I had to get to the comfort, comfortability of, of sharing it and, and, and explaining what my hurt is and sharing my story on stage and, and, and crying at times as a professional speaker and being vulnerable and understanding that you can get PTSD from you know, just an incident in life. You don't have to be a first responder to be put in that position. but one one talk after another, one coach after another. I saw a shrink for a while, and I, I got to a point where I, I didn't want to take any medication. Like I, I wanted to figure me out. And once I started figuring me out and understanding that, you know what, I may have gone through stuff, 
but I'm alive, which means I have the opportunity to not change my past, but change how my past negatively or positively impacts my future. And that, that, that brings us to this, this, this conversation that we're having now. Wow. 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 There's a lot to sort of uh, debunk there, but, um, I think that, uh, I have to ask this question of like, you know, was there ever anyone who was like, yeah, wow, you have a really interesting story. You got to start sharing this. Like, and, and, um, and if so, who was that person? Um, how did my story, you know what? I joined a Toastmasters group and Toastmasters for anyone that doesn't know, it's just an organization that helps people to, to speak. Basically it's a speaker's organization kind of for the beginning level speaker. And somebody said, Hey, join Toastmasters. And I, I was working at a company. I said, okay. So I, I joined and there was a speaker competition and I delivered a talk. And one of the people in there, her name was uh, Betty Covington. She said, no, don't, don't, don't be so surface with your, your talk, talk to us. And I, I just told her kind of how I, I felt and what was going on and what I had gotten through in my life. And she said, talk about that. And when I did the speaker competition and there was an audience of like 40 people there, I realized how many people it impacted. And then I just got booked to speak a bunch of different places to tell that exact story. And that, that, that story of me standing and I'm very, I'm very animated on, on stage, but when I tell that story from stage, the the audience has always told me that it feels like they're there. So I talk about adrenaline and and how that impacts the olfactory glands and how at that moment you can, you can smell the sweat, which is fear from, from the person, you know, that's 20 yards in front of me with his knife in his hand. And I can see the, the tears in his eyes blend in with the sweat on his cheeks and the sweat on his brow and, 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 and my sweat and just the smell of the dew. Cause it's like two o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. And, and as I tell this story, people just kind of started coming up to me, whether they're first responders, male, female, it doesn't matter. And some of the stories that I was hearing from people as they started to open up to me, told me that I was onto something. Right. And, and I was, I was working at the time. I had a corporate job. I was working 40, 50 hours a week. And I, I was just going around sharing my, my story. I had never planned on leaving my corporate jobs. I've been out of my, the corporate space for a year now, July of 2017. I, I, I left after I launched my book, Think, React, Lead, When Success and Accomplishments Aren't Enough, and the podcast and all that jazz. And I, I just started getting on, on stages. And, and for me, speaking was therapeutic. I'm, I'm not taking any medication, and I get the opportunity to, to share my story in any way, whether I cry, whether I smile, I laugh, etc. And I've always heard, as, I've, in, as training as a speaker, if you can make them smile, make them laugh, make them think, make them cry then you, you've done what your audience wants of you. And through telling my story and being vulnerable with not just that story, but other stories in my life, because I forgot about some things, um, things that happened to me as a kid or things that happened to me as a police officer. But the more open and free I become, the more my subconscious kind of releases certain things that have happened to me over time. And I get to share those with different people, different audiences. And it, it, it's, it's a wonderful feeling to, to not sleep in your your closet or not sleep with your loaded shotgun next to you because you're afraid of who's going to come to the front door or the back door, um, to not have nightmares. You know, I probably have them once every six to seven weeks now, as opposed to every other night. So it's, it's, it feels good to feel and be alive. Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. I would so appreciate it if you took some time to hit the subscribe button 
I really want to just honestly live and give. Why? Because I was told when I was young that if you're feeling down, the best way to feel better is by lifting someone up again. So in an effort to make someone feel less alone, please hit the subscribe button so the podcast has a better chance of being found in making someone feel less alone. And if you're feeling down, hey, it can help you. Know that by hitting that subscribe button, you just did someone a huge favor. So thank you for hitting that subscribe button. Oh man, yeah, 100%. I mean, PTSD is is a very serious thing. And a lot of people, um, I think, that come out of... uh, the military that deal with this, or in your case, where they come out of a role in which they were they were a police officer. It, it to me, it's it's very wild that like we we as as human beings, the only reason why we ever get depressed or any or the only reason why we ever like feel down and stuff is because we just don't have a purpose now, and, and we lose that sense of purpose. And I think that's why a lot of military people have that PTSD that that happens to them because they just lose a sense of purpose but even bigger than that it's not just losing a purpose but it's it's it be feeling like you, you can't help anybody until you help yourself out so right. um i i think that it would be awesome for you to maybe uh give someone like just a a place to go to or maybe a, a a self-inquisitive question to ask themselves throughout the day to, to sort of help themselves out. You know, a question that, that, that I've recently started asking myself is, what can I do next? So when I say, what can I do next? It's when I wake up in the morning and say I don't feel like doing much, I just ask myself, you know, Dom, what, what can you do next? And it could be literally something like go outside and get some fresh air at six in the morning or uh, go send a text to a friend that you haven't talked to in a year or, you know, go, go read a book, go do something productive that's, that's going to move you one step closer to your goal. And you don't have to know your goal uh, to move one step closer to it. In the beginning, I started looking at it from a standpoint of, I'm moving one step away from my pain and doing that for the last five, six years has positioned me to move toward my goal because without my pain, I wouldn't be able, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very odd like that. The paradox, you need pain in order to actually experience any pleasure at all. So, um, in, in a very weird way, you know, think, be thankful for the pains that you have, right? Um, the, the next question I really love to ask you is, is okay, I think it, we live in a world right now where, like, if you go on social media, a lot of people are becoming speakers now, right? Or they're becoming right. uh, inspirational coaches. coaches or something like right. that. And there's it's it's almost flooded. It's like, and even calling yourself an entrepreneur is like the new world age uh a term that i i would say like everyone was an actor at one point and now everyone's an entrepreneur <laughs> right everybody's a model <laughs> yeah everyone's right. a model because there's just very low cost to get into it and, and that's not a right. good thing or a bad thing i really think it's kind of like depends what you do with it um 
But it sounds like me to your story. You kind of just like fell into it. If there was someone that like wanted to actually start a speaking career, like what other than Toastmasters, like where should they go to start doing that? You know, there, there's so many places and you can start if you belong to uh, a, a church, you know, most churches have like a children's church. You can go in, in there and, and talk. Um, you can talk to a YMCA, a boys and girls club. I started, you know, once I realized I had a, a message, I would go to a junior high school, right? I mean, if, if you can, uh, if, if you can talk to junior high kids who have ADD, not, I'm not going to say they have ADD, but their attention span is very minimal. Um, if you can talk to them, you can talk to, you talk, you can talk to anybody, but if you, if you work for a corporation and, and say you have a team of people that you work with, which most places of employment, you work with people, you know, pull your manager aside, your supervisor aside and just say, excuse me, I just, I want to work or I, I want to talk for 10 minutes about leadership or about something that's going to move the dial forward on your team. Uh, the other place you can speak, I mean, there's there's times where I'll deliver a facilitation by myself in my house, whether it's just me and my cat or me in the mirror. Like I, I, I speak for practice, uh, but there, there's so many places that you, there's so many people that are hungry to hear the message that you have to give, whether it's two minutes or whether it's an hour, but start just record your, And I do this with, with clients as a speaker's coach. I, I have them, record themselves delivering their message because a lot of people end up writing their message down and they don't rehearse it. Well, there's a lot of work that goes into rehearsing even a 20 minute message. It wears you down. But if you rehearse your message uh, on your phone, if you don't have a DSLR, just use your phone and then play it back, play it back on silent. If you're not moved by it being by your body language, your audience isn't going to be moved. But then you also have places where you can deliver your messages on social media, that's free. You have an immediately. You have an audience audience of at least five hundred people. Whether it's Instagram, you can do videos daily there. Uh, there's IGTV. There's it, it's you just got to step outside your comfort zone. That's that's where people make the mistake. They stop. I want to be a speaker. That's cool. Mm, why do you want to be a speaker? What's what's your reason? What's your message? And know that your message is going to change over time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I. Love this because I have Philip McKernan on the on a show of mine, and um, one of the things that he talked about is one's core why, and and uh, he had a client that he was working with or someone that came to the stage, and they're like, yeah, I really want to become a personal trainer, and I, and and Philip really like dug into him and said, you know, why do you want to become a personal trainer, and 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 um, he said, well, I just like working out; it feels so good to have energy from a workout. And he's like. But really, what what like separates you from every other personal trainer? And he said, "Well, I had a I had a grandma who was obese and overweight, and I saw the life that she had to go through, and it was really hard watching her trying to do just regular people stuff, and to see her overweight um, was really hard to watch. And I just don't want anybody else to have to experience that or continue to experience that. And and that's where he." tapped into his core why so if like right you know to me that kind of is, is is just expounding upon what you were just saying mm-hmm. totally does man totally does um 
I'd love to go into some what I call scratching the surface curiosity questions where I yeah. thought of these questions where they're just for Dom. Like I need to ask Dom these questions and mm-hmm. um, then we'll get into some more rapid fire, like 30 seconds or less type answers. But the first question oh. I'd like to get into is um, what is something 10 years ago that you believed that now you go, wow, I can't believe I believed in that garbage. Um, yeah. You, ten, 10 years ago, I'm 40 now, so the age of 30, and I was just promote, like, promoting in the corporate space. 10 years ago, I felt that I needed to speak perfect. I needed, to be, I needed to be polished for people to listen to my message, for it to resonate with them. I needed to compare myself to, say, a John Maxwell or a Tony Robbins. Um, and 10 years ago, I thought that I had to go to college to get ahead. I'm not saying don't go to college. I just I have a very vast background that allows me to promote in a way that most college students can't. But I I thought that I I, I thought that a hundred thousand dollars a year would would change my life and it would make me happier. I thought that ten years ago. Wow! Wow! Oh my gosh! You are not alone in that. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing what sort of beliefs we have that we have to kind of uh change um, who are you telling <laughs> right um the next question i'd love to ask is more of like uh has a giving givings question which makes someone feel less alone by sharing maybe a thought or some feeling or something that you had about yourself that you're a little ashamed to buy or embarrassed by having but you know it's just a thought it's not you you know, one of the things that I was embarrassed about was the fact that as a grown man, I stuttered. I currently have Tourette's. And 10 years ago, I wouldn't tell anybody and I would change who I was in other environments so that those things wouldn't come out. But one day I just, I owned it once, and not to sound cheesy, but, but once I fell in love and, and I found somebody to just love me for all my ticks and my twitches and the fact that I stutter and I'm just me, I started to love myself. And once my wife now loved me, I found love within myself. And I really wish I would have done this 10 years ago, but I didn't. I did it probably now four four years ago, five years ago, but it, it helped me become a better speaker. Because you just mentioned, you know, what's, what's the thing that separates you from every other fitness trainer. For me, it would be speaker. Well, I, I, I do stutter on stage. I stutter on podcasts, not, you know, so long where I just waste airspace, but it's being able to talk about it allows people to open up. Like it's Tourette's. I'm not going to die. I'm not a leper, right? It's not leprosy. Like I'm not contagious. It's, it's just something that stems from things that happen uh, in my past. Right. And, and I'm comfortable with it now. And being comfortable in my own skin is, is the most beautiful feeling in the world. Hey friends, so let me ask you real quick. Are you someone who's trying to get more visibility? Who's trying to be in front of the crowd? Well, if that's you, I want to let you know that first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, if you want to get on more podcasts or ones that actually scratch your own itch, meaning maybe you have a book or a business or maybe you do speaking, or if you don't yet do speaking, maybe you can. 
And maybe you'd love to. Well, I put something together for you. And in this little giveaway, I'm going to show you how to pitch yourself or podcast and how to actually be professional when you show up so you can be the next authority in your niche. So you can start scratching your own itch. I know what it's like to build something, create something, and then there just be crickets. No one wants that. You need to be seen. You need to be heard because you have a message to share. A message that is worthy of hearing. Podcasts nowadays, more than ever, are being consumed by people. And guess who's actually learning the knowledge that's being shared? It's podcast listeners. It gives you a license to be an authority in whatever area you really dream of being an authority in. So if this at all starts to give you a little itch to scratch, just email logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. Oh man, uh, I used to say this all the time. The reason why people are so exhausted nowadays is because they're trying to be somebody else. And I know for a fact, that, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, really, I find it time and time again when I went through my uh, suicide attempt after I went through it, it was the best and the worst times of my life. But, you know, and I'm still struggling with, uh, you know, being myself. I think we all do. I think it's a process. Oh, yeah. It never ends. It doesn't end, but that's, that's the beauty of it. There's no, there's no stopping point. And, and it's, it's growth. Like yeah. once we recognize that we have to grow, we got to change, we got to get out of our comfort zone. It's an ongoing process. It's, it's, it's infinite. And you just, you grow and you, you can never stop growing. You can never stop learning. And it's like, the more we learn, the more we grow, the more we grow, the more we sow and not to sound cliche, but, but we're, we're, we're so much more of a value add to those in our environment that we we're not only raising our worth, but we're raising the worth of those around us. Wow. Yeah, that is, ah, um, that's amazing. Um, really quick, I want to, I want to just give an opportunity to anyone who's listening to this that, that's like having that feeling of like, you know, truth just come into their life. I want, I want to give them the opportunity to just please snapshot this. Um, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you send me a picture of this or you send Dom a picture of this, um, we'll get, we'll get you some sort of awesome freebie. I know I would love to give you an opportunity to maybe talk about how you're going to actually become a speaker. If this thing that really resonates you uh, with you, like, like just snapshot it. It it means that you're actually going to take action and do it instead of just thinking about it and let it go through. But um, uh, before you know, you do that. I want to li- I want to invite you also to these next set of questions, where Dom gives us some of his favorite insights on on podcasts, movies, TV shows, and um, we'll go from there. All right, Dom. So whenever you're ready, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Let's get it. All right, man. So uh, the first thing is uh, if you could sit on. A bench with anybody in the whole wide world, who would it be and why? I can sit on, on a bench with anybody in the whole wide world. It would be my great grandfather. 
he died. I mean, I mean, he was old when I was five, but he, he died when I was five. And uh, I'm a cop. He and I were the only cops in the family. And uh, just to understand what it was like for him, how he became successful and, and, and how he was able to move to this country without anything and, and end up being a success as a shell oil executive from law enforcement to that. Like, I would love to just have that conversation with him. Oh, man, that is so awesome. That is so, so awesome. Um, the next question is, how do you like to consume content? Books, movies, podcasts, audiobooks, TV shows? I like to consume content by the person-to-person experience. I'm, I'm huge on diversifying my association so I can better understand people, whether it's it's a young Hindu woman that moved to the United States and she's only been here for seven years, or it's an older Jewish guy that, that I don't know what it's like to be an older Jewish man. So to have a, a, a 45 minutes to an hour conversation or to talk to a, a young, you know, heavy set teen on what it's like to be where they're at in, in their, their life, the more, I mean, I can read books all day long, but the content that helps me grow and helps my audience is, is people because that's, that's now that's, that's real. That's what's happening today. You know, I've never had someone answer that like it. And I love it. I love that so much. It's just face to face. And we live in such a digital age that it's hard to get away from it. And so when you actually do, it's like, changes the game and there's real energy and vibrations that happen from a human oh, being totally. you know so i love that um wow that's dude that's virtual high five but if you did have <laughs> Boom, a fav- got it. <laughs> if you did have a favorite podcast uh what would it be if i had a favorite podcast you know i'm all about the present it would be yours oh thanks man because and and i'm not saying that because well part of me is saying it because i'm on your podcast right now but you you ask questions the right way, and you 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 let you let your your speaker answer the questions, and you don't over talk. And a lot of podcasters, unfortunately, they they try to one up your stories. And you're 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 a great host. So I just want to say thank you to you for that. Ah oh, man, ah. Oh. Geez, I did not pay you to say that, Dom. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, folks. He did not. He did not pay me. So, You're just a, a, a real dude. So thank you. Oh, dude, my pleasure. Um, wow, that's awesome. I'm going to try to listen to that as much as I can. Uh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> uh, I'd love to just ask two more questions um, okay. before we end it out. Uh, one, one is, where is the one place you would like for people to find more about Dom? Um, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm big on, on Facebook, Dom Fawcett. It's, I don't, so I don't really think there's one, one place. And I, and I say this because there's, there's not one way that we feel, right? You and I both feel, we, we can go in, in 24 hours, feel 15 different ways because we have a lot of life experiences. We've had some good stuff, some bad stuff. So it's, I, I'm on Facebook. I do videos a lot. There's YouTube, you know, Instagram. I do have a book, but there's just, I would say find me where, wherever you're led to find me. Just because I know that um, I believe in the paradox of choice. People will walk in, see 30 flavors of peanut butter, and walk out buying nothing. So where's the one place people can get got to it, you? Got it. Let's go Instagram. I had a lot of value on Instagram, and that's at Dom Fawcett. 
sick. I will I will introduce that to everybody else by uh, putting the show notes. And then um, the last question I'd love to leave us out on is I kind of touched base on the middle, but I want to like really focus in on a self-inquisitive question. Someone that's listening to this right now can ask themselves just for um, sort of like small habits lead to big changes. Um, so whatever question that may be that they can ask themselves, what would it be? A question that somebody can ask themselves is where here's a question. If I were to, so I being you, if I were to coach me right now, where would I tell myself that I needed to grow? And I'll repeat that. If I, I as you, if I were to coach myself right now, where would I push myself and where would I tell myself that I needed to be right now? Wow. Yeah, I'm letting that pause happen just because I'm really thinking about that myself. That's um, that's a solid, that's a solid inquisitive question. I'm really, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to reflect on that for sure. Um, but thank you, Dom, so much for coming on the show, man. This has been an uh, absolute amazing 30 minutes. And um, well, I know that we're not going to stop talking now. I know we're both going to Power of We. I saw your uh, big... Big fan of that, and you'll be speaking there. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be excited joining up that. there. Yeah, me too, Let's dude. I'm excited, man. That'll be fun. You're gonna do a, a great job speaking, man. I know it. That's the plan. <laughs> I got lives to change, my friend. One day at a time. One day at a time. One listener at a time. One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my my old uh, mentor used to say that. Um, uh, every little moment has a meaning on its own. So, you know, it does. Oh God, I love that. So, uh, thanks again, Don. Man, we will uh, we'll be talking later. And until then, everyone that's out there right now, that uh, like I said, when you breathe in and you put your hand on your heart and another one in on your stomach, and you breathe in and you exhale, and it feels true, then chase after it. Don't let your head get in the way of your heart. Totally, I would agree, my friend. Hey, it's a pleasure speaking with you, bro. Much yeah. success. Likewise. All right, there's another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to support the show by listening. Um, the biggest compliment you could ever pay me is just by sharing this because honestly, it doesn't take much and it feels so good when people create something and take time. And when I see someone take time to create something that really just changed my day either made me feel less alone, maybe put a smile on my face, made me laugh, made me feel wiser. I always want to share it with the world because why? When I share something that resonates with me, why not share it? I mean, that's just kind of the thing that goes around and it's free. It takes no time at all other than just a click of the button, share. On either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those social media platforms would be great to share this. So I really appreciate it. 
And I want to say that um, anybody who's looking to gain authority or expertise in their area and they don't want to take another year or year and a half to write a book and wait until that's published, I think the best way is right now is to start a podcast. So if you're at all interested in starting a podcast, if you meet the certain requirements, I would love to help you with a podcast and also get a website going for you as well. And this is not an easy task. It's hard to actually get it done and get it out there. So every now and then we need some help and I'm here for you. So please reach me at Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com if you're interested at all. And don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough.